Welcome back. <laughs> back on our bullshit with a girls talk comments we are back on our bullshit <laughs> to the edge your master of mediocrity Aaron. and your lieutenant of literature oh no sorry am i commander now commander of literature do Jessica. what you feel is right i feel like i'm still lieutenant okay if we want more alliteration you could do commander of composition <gasps> yes. yeah so we'll you know, well, you do what you feel I, is right i do how i feel yeah yeah and then it's like admiral of authorship Maybe. But that's if you want to keep if with If I keep going, maybe if I write yeah. something important later. Oh shit. Oh shit. We'll get you there. We need to like we need to like put some Snoop Dogg in the background of that hey. moment. <laughs> so let's introduce what we're reading. First. We are introducing Rat Queens Volume One. Ooh. Image title also. Uh, Tis the surprise of no one at this point. <laughs> We've been doing this for a little bit now, y'all. You know. Mostly, yeah, image. While Image's back cover describe rat queens as Buffy meets Tank Girl in a Lord of the Rings world on crack. I mean, it's not wrong, but it's kind of mediocre in, in an attempt. Yeah, it's like you could have said more. I am saying that in this awesomely raunchy comedy, readers follow the exploits of a classic D&D band of mercenaries, the Rat Queens, as they carve a bloody path through the bars and intrigue of Palisade. We get to explore the heights of their drug-addled post-battle ecstasy and the lows of disappointing families and relationships as, holy shit, take notes. The notes are illegible. Oh, it's names. Okay, hold on. <laughs> the lows of disappointing families and relationships as Weeby and Upchurch. The last names of the people who work on this. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Spin us a fantasy that hits close to home. That is the name of the creative team. <laughs> No. <laughs> Weeby and Upchurch are nearly close enough to actual like English words that that is confusing AF. So Weeby and Upchurch, if for some reason You're this listening. ever crosses your radar, um, we'll do better on volume two. We're sorry. Uh, so sorry. Yeah. Are you are you in on these D and D style comics? Is this your shit? This is my shit. Yeah. Um, this your shit. This your shit. <laughs> I'm a D and D girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, um, I immediately fell in love with this. I love the idea of um, an atheist cultist. I love the idea of a rockabilly wizard elf. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of a dwarf who shaved her beard um, out of protest. I love the idea of the halfling who's yeah. just like, yeah, whatever. I'm drug dealing rogue, like. I'm just out having a good time humping every oh, yeah. lady that moves. Like, fantastic. He's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just a fantastic little group of ladies. And um, this first volume, God, I just fell in love with them. Mm -hmm. I did not get the single issues. I only read it in a volume. I have the single issues here. And I have to say that there's, I mean, take it or leave it, I guess. They have... They do have letters and pictures and stuff for the fans in the back where they've done stuff. But there's a lot of words and TLDR on most of them. They, the fun thing that I like about it is they do add like a drink to the end of the back matter of everything. That's cool. 
Yeah, I just saw the kill him with kindness at the end of this. Yeah, they have the first one was blood clot. If you're interested, hmm. I could not tell you about it because it sounds disgusting, and I'm a weirdo with my alcohol. But they are all about the, that candy party life. So yeah, no, they 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 draw that often, <laughs> and that's actually kind of what gets these rat queens in trouble in this first volume is that they have a party filled reckless life that ends up not being a blast for everybody everybody else around them <laughs> um, yeah the townspeople get a little a little pissed but they like yeah and but get pissed at like all the mercenaries i think mm-hmm. um but even then mercenary culture right that's a really good point yeah that's mercenary culture mm-hmm. the other mercenaries are so great too like my favorite character i think is half orc dave yes such i like, would want to bang a half orc dave if yeah. half orc dave were real yeah he gets he has bluebirds in his beard. He is the He's sweetest. So gentle. Yeah. Just the sweetest. Yeah. But all this all of these women in this band are fierce AF. And I gotta say, like, they don't really put a flag in the fact that they're an all-female band. They're not the only all-female band. And like each band has their shtick. It's not uncommon for these people to group up like as weirdos, but all of the groups of weirdos also party and ha- and raise hell together. Yeah, they all know each other pretty closely. And I wasn't kidding about the highs and lows of like party with your girlfriends and all of your family members suck because they all pretty quickly drag you into a very complicated background. For yeah. each one. Mm-hmm. They each get the treatment. They each get the star treatment. This is one yeah. of the best ensemble stories I've ever read. Yeah. It's really well balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. And it's like very um, naturally well balanced. Yes. Um, it's not like like you, you catch one of the characters telling another about her family and its complications. But like at the tail end of them having this conversation in a waiting room. Right. You know, you... you get a direct conversation between one and her girlfriend at the time. Um, And another one is blindsided by her brother. And the fourth is, you know, really confronted by a random, like, equivalent of a phone call. Yeah. (laughs) Or, and even later for that particular character, you see kind of how dark her, like, childhood might have been when she thinks one of her party mates is killed and just snaps. I mean, they're they're painted as complex the entire time. They're not overly competent at anything. They're good at what they do, but they're not like I am the bestest at blah blah blah. Like they yeah. all f up. They're with not their... Max Mint. Yeah. <laughs> like they yeah sure they have the experts, but they're not perfect experts. Yeah. And so they just feel very grounded in a very funny way anytime a fantasy series like this does like really grounded characters characterizations it feels it feels like oh yeah this is so good and then you're like we're talking about orcs right it's the greatest D campaign i've ever read i know uh i don't <laughs> i don't know if anybody like i i love D, and this is the dungeons and dragons campaign that i wish i could play i wish i was that cool yeah like i, I wish i could also find other people who wanted to play such flawed characters in a story and just have fun with it and like have personalities developed i I think it calls to that specific type of nerd who does like to sort of play around in Mm -hmm. elemental genres whenever you're talking about like group narrative storytelling and i feel like these guys definitely have played 
something like that. Oh, yeah. And they have full understanding of the tropes to use, the tropes not to use, how to make them spicy, how to keep them from feeling like tropes. But then they also, like, don't ever say anything about D&D on any of the back matter. I, I think it is one of those ex- experiences that if you maybe, like, were D&D adjacent or... Um, it really deviates from Tolkien a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel more like a role-playing game, maybe a little bit JRPG. It's definitely more, it feels more American, which is where I think D&D definitely comes into play. But I, I think it's also kind of nice that they're not like heckin' reppin' d and I don't think D&D was as popular just a few years ago when this came out. Stranger Things, shout out. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> Um, like, as somebody who works in a local comic shop, yes. <laughs> it has exploded over the last just, I feel like, two years. Um, but in 2014, 2013, when this was dropping, it was not, like, as big. So it would almost be, like, unnecessary to talk about it. And I feel like there wasn't a lot of crossover. But there probably was crossover between D&D and comics, but, like, anything. They're kind of in one or the other. Yeah. Well, and, and if it doesn't draw people in, like, it would... Like, it would today, but if it didn't draw people in at the time, then why even bother? And I have sold it to people. Now I can sell it to people with the pitch that it's related. It feels like a good D&D campaign, and they really pick it up and enjoy it. But I, I think had I been working on it years ago, it wouldn't have gone over well. And so, so I guess by, by saying that the entire ensemble is good, we're saying, yeah, it does well. It does good job with female characters. But can we just talk about Braga for a second? Because Hell, yes, let's talk about Braga. She is like probably my favorite character in this. She's also a half orc, or she half goblin, uh, troll, troll goblin. Not a goblin. She's too big to be a goblin. Too big to be a goblin. Gotta be orc. Gotta be orc. Because the yeah. troll is the big damn thing, the big green damn thing, and then there's yeah. a bunch of little minions that have to be orcs. Yeah. And they see her, and they go, "It's the halfling." We're fucked. And they are fucked. Like, yeah. she is so amazing. And Braga they... is not originally part of the Rat Queens, um, but totally spoiler, she's beloved enough. She kind of starts popping along. The first time that I really tuned in on Braga, they actually did an entire special comic that was dedicated to her. Really? Yeah. And it was like from Braga POV, and it was so good. I love her. They, um, that's the thing that Rat Queens is really good about is doing their special issues. They had one just recently where it was about Dave, Half Orc Dave, and I guess his origin story. And then they also have the uh, Swamp Romp mm-hmm. that came out, um, which has Braga on the cover struggling with a unicorn mask. I, I think that, yes. I, I think she mask. has a unicorn, maybe, or just a, a head that she's acquired. Uh, what's loose, like, cloth one hopes one hopes um, but there's a tongue sticking out which leads me to believe that braga just flat ripped the head off of the unicorn and they don't look like it's a friendly unicorn so, so i wouldn't hold could. her faster yeah. oh. oh okay <laughs> we just <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're not into horsey violence don't pick up that special issue yeah as we just trigger <laughs> warning also, you know a scene is good, or at least a page flip is good, yeah. when you make that kind of noise. Like, there have been a couple comics I've been reading lately where I turn a page and I have audibly, like, gasped or inhaled or just made mm-hmm. a groan because of, or like, like fantastic panel placement, you know? Um, <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, yeah, this is this is one of my favorite series. And I, I was really struggling at this time because, what was this? This was 2013, 2014-ish. Yeah. And I was a little mad. 
because okay. they just kept sticking female stuff in my profile and I'm like what put me in a box y'all but yeah. all of the female stuff that they were sticking in my profile was like fantasy based or really intriguing storytelling so I feel like even though it's not a half and half situation yet at all or at least not that isn't male gazy because there is a whole pulp culture like a pulp fiction style comics genre that it's all ladies all the time but it's nothing for the it's ladies. It's not for ladies, yeah. And, um, <laughs> but, fairy tale. Um, <laughs> <Lady> Mechanica. <laughs> but. Cave woman. I was really. Don't look at cave woman. <laughs> Barbarella. I don't know. Cave woman is definitely worse. Than anyway. <laughs> Anywho, I've been spoiled. Because this, mm-hmm. this was when I first started reading comics. And the people who were interested in doing it were interested in doing it very well. And yeah. I think they haven't sacrificed anything by doing that. In fact, I think Image has really gained quite a lot in terms of fan base mm-hmm. by doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of want to go back to something uh, just to explain a little bit of the comic culture for anybody who may be listening who doesn't know about comics. Uh, so pool files are thing, are services that local comic shops provide where you make a list of comics that you want to read mm-hmm. and every time a new issue comes out, uh, they pull one for you. It's really great because it tells the shop that you... It's pretty much a promise that you're going to buy this issue. Helps so with ordering. It, yeah, it tells us what you're going to order. Based on what you're reading in pull files, comic shop employees, also because they need to recommend things, mm-hmm. will add things that they think you will like. Uh, we do that a lot at my shop, definitely for people who are reading Venom or Captain America or other Marvel or DC staples that transition from one title to the next. Which we'll is the next one. super helpful, especially Incredibly. if you're not good at navigating the previews and mm-hmm. you're not on all the websites and you're not on the Twitters. You... Or you're overwhelmed by absolutely everything that's coming out every right. month. I can't tell you how many special editions I've almost missed, but they pulled it for me because they knew. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's the only it's way. A, it's a great service. So if you find a comic shop that you like, that you think is loyal and ethically sound, do it. Yeah, definitely do it. And and, and don't give them too much flack for knowing that you just aren't have a natural bias that you refuse to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the at the same time, if they're recommending stuff that you don't like, um, um, please, we, we thrive on feedback. Right. Yeah. As we also do as people talking in this podcast. So if yeah. you are listening, feedback's nice. Leave a, leave a note in the comments, yo. If we have If we have some. Um, hey, also, just a note about pool files. The thing about the pool files is, if it's really popular, like the Rat Queens or the Wictive or your Saga, you might have a problem getting a hold of all of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Especially Rat Queens, this has been going on for a while. They're, they have trades. I would pick up the trades because that way you can get your compressed storytelling and get caught up. But if you want to move on to single issues or if you are struggling with this, I feel you. I'm sorry. Um, this is where having a great relationship with your local comic book store really helps. Yeah, the uh, with the trades as well. And we, I think we talked about it a little bit in the Thor issue or Thor episode where we were like, Marvel's getting better at doing continuous arcs or creating arcs that you can hop into the trades um i think for rat queens i read it in trades Mm -hmm. actually are self-contained arcs yes it is nice being familiar with the characters and there are at least so few of them 
that you're not going to have to buy like 20 trades. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's up to four, maybe five now. Self-contained arcs does not mean that there is not a meta story that you're going to be following because there is an overarching theme. They have to lay an egg for you to find. It is yeah. Easter time. <laughs> Convenient. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, they do, you can pick up mm-hmm. kind of yeah. at certain points. So, um, yeah, yeah, trades are good for that. Yep. Uh, also, since it's older, the single issues are going to be a little harder to find. This is um, a female bias that we have, I think. It's, yeah. it's not just female. It's also new readership, not entrenched in the, mm-hmm. the old school BS. The comic book people don't like that we have these opinions necessarily because it's really hard for them to fund it the way that it is. They, they really rely on people ordering those single issues in order to mm-hmm. make money so this this trade paperback revolution and digital revolution has really screwed things up for them yeah. i don't care i unapologetically recommend trades i live in the middle of nowhere it's really hard to get a hold of this stuff and we have the technology now erin yes we can we can make it better and stronger and stronger that'd be great <laughs> honestly it would be kind of cool if they went to trades we could talk about that in another issue about yeah. trades versus singles. I only recommend trades mostly because um, if you do buy them in singles, though you would be helping your local comic shop move product that they probably have in excess. Um, so I also recommend that. It's literally they're like not being printed anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's kind of the perk. But again, Rat Queens we recommend for yes. fantasy-loving adventurers uh, yes. um, who want their like party-heavy family-defying heroines. If you're in Um, for an ensemble cast, I'd say. Yeah. And and, and genre-fluid. Ooh. I'd say this is a good one for you. Yeah, definitely. It's a solid enough read, I think, that if you're genre-curious... If you're (laughs) genre-curious... Go for it. Yes. Do it. Don't be scared of it. Don't be scared. It's okay. We all... You know, reading is on a spectrum. (laughs) Not gentle at all. Gory AF, but still amazing. Funny at the same time. Yes. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today. Bye. Bye. Wee wee. Whoa.